What is happening, party people, and welcome to another edition of Talking During Movies, the podcast where I take key moments and quotes from a film to drive a two-hour conversation, or in this case, two hours of rambling. Uh, our guest uh, today could not make it, but I did not want to leave you guys out without uh, doing another solo podcast. Of course, we did the one in California last week. Um, yeah, I was a listen. I got the emails. I was a little stoned doing that. Probably shouldn't have had the one or two hundred milligram brownies, but that's listen. That's hindsight's twenty twenty, folks. All right, twenty twenty. Back. We're at dive bar. We're enjoying ourselves. Get at us. Talk to us on Instagram at talking during movies. You can also reach out on email, which is your guys's weird performed way to, or preferred way to communicate with me. Uh, talking during movies podcast at gmail.com. Uh, check all of us out there, here, everywhere, folks. Uh, you know, we are, of course, live here from the Dive Bar and Lounge, 1703 Guadalupe. Loser Matt's in the back working hard. Woo! Woo! I got myself a stash IPA. Thank you, Independence Brewing. Uh, we were actually just talking about Independence and how great their amber is these days, how good the stash is, and how the. Uh, the hell yes needs to be all year round. So, uh, Amy, you get ready for an email from me on that one, young lady. You get ready for my email. It's coming. I carry your pigeon. I'm going to carefully craft something while you think about that, folks. And you're like, no, I can't get stashed. Just find your favorite IPA, your favorite beer, glass of wine, shot of tequila, line of cocaine, whatever, whatever gets you going in the morning. I don't know. I'm not here to judge. I'm here to help you get through the day. Hold on a second. Let me get a drink. Mmm. God, that's good. I can say this. It was very interesting. We're getting right to the movie. But, um, folks, it's, you know, it's a, I don't drink as much beer when I'm eating weed. So when I go out to California and I've got all edibles and get them, I will sit down and eat a chocolate bar or do something else, but then I won't drink any beer. It's very, it's very different. So, but here's the bonus of it, right? Is that one, you get a little break from beer. And that little break from beer, when you go back to it again, it's so good. It, it hits your lips. It just it, it the taste is there. It, it re-identifies itself as as a, as a staple in your life, if you will. It's absolutely fantastic, you know. The, and then and I quite I mean, like weed and edibles, everything. It opens up your taste buds. It makes everything taste better. Food tastes better. You know, if you're smoking, drinks taste better. Sex is better. Everything's better with a little bit of weed. And the other great thing is you really can't overdose on weed, so you're good. I mean, you might do a little throw-ups. You might pass out. You might have a really hard trip where, you know what, you're just wondering what's going on in the world. 
But if you just take a pause for the cause and go, you know what, I realize this is going to go away, and it may seem like 10 hours, it's only been five minutes, those things happen. Don't worry about it, all right? Turn on your favorite show or get super hot. Watch and just turn on Ancient Aliens. And just get on your Amazon Prime, turn on Ancient Aliens, and there you go. And that brings us to our sponsor. Our sponsor is the History Channel show Ancient Aliens. Are you tired of just looking at the world and just seeing planet Earth? Are you tired of looking at a tree and going, that's nice? Are you tired of those great Bible stories and, uh, and historical perspective on life and on change and on development? Do you think maybe there's something different out there? Do you think maybe we've been visited by someone that lives 10, 20, 100 million light years away? That, that they figured out how to travel across galaxies to come see us? If you believe that, then I've got a show for you. Ancient Aliens, 15 seasons long. This is a crazy show. This is the only time where somebody will look at sand. You know, it used to be boulders. Now, with today's modern science and engineering and feats of strength, it would be impossible for us to take these large boulders, mountain behind them pointing, and turn it into this, and then he's standing on some Caribbean beach like, fine sand. So how did all this sand get here? How big were the mountains before? Well, maybe, just maybe, the aliens brought the sand after they genetically modified and manipulated us. They brought us sand so we could enjoy the beach, but also learn the trials and tribulations and the dangers of nature and water. It was a learning lesson. It was a fun, comfy, sometimes a little hot, sometimes itching in the butt crack learning lesson, but it was a learning lesson that you need to know. So if you like all that weird shit and more, Ancient Aliens is your jam. Check them out on the History Channel. And do not be afraid to check out our friends, the ultimate six-pack carrier, Colorblind Designs, the tactical six-pack holder. Check them out. They are amazing. Uh, Producer Matt, we got an email uh, from Scott. He's going to, do we want two or three of those? With your logo on, what do you think? Three. What three? Let's do three. All right, I'll, I'll, we'll email and we get them. Then we should we should just call him. Yeah. Really freaking out because I never call him. Like, I have this number. I, what what what's going on here? <laughs> we'll fuck with him. Uh, so we're gonna do those. Those I think those are gonna be awesome. But yeah, so th listen, folks, you've seen the pictures on the uh, on the old Instagram. They look great. Uh, we're gonna do three here for um, for dive bar, and then you can get a six pack at your table. And it's iced down, it's beautiful, it'll be already open, but who cares, it's going to be fun. It's just a new way to check things out. It's also the best way if you're going to go to your neighbor's house and have some beers, you bring that six-pack over that way, and you let those savages look at everything, and we wonder, how do I get that? Well, you don't, you're not cool, right? You don't know how to search the internet. You don't know what's going on. We're looking, I'm looking to try to get another sponsor here, uh, Flatiron Peppers, and they do like the dried chili flakes you put on pizza. But theirs are like ghost pepper and uh, raging North Carolina butthole burner, whatever that thing's called. So I was like, hey, you guys, all you want to do is just gonna send me once a month like a hundred dollars in in free stuff. We're we're not in this for the cash. We're in this for the free stuff right now. And then I can give some Bruce or Matt, and he can take it home, and then he can burn his lips off and be like, was it hot? Well, he doesn't have teeth anymore, so that one was warm. Let's try the next one. <laughs> but there, yeah. So we're, we're we're talking with them. We're going to see how much they'll give us and give guests because that that's kind of the thing, right? You want to reward guests and use, and also it's just, it's just fun 
to have little treats. It's it's nice to randomly get something that you didn't expect to get, and you get that when you get sponsors that give you stuff. I mean, uh, Colorblind Designs does that. Matt and the team here. Every time everybody comes in here, I get emails afterwards. Every time, like, hey man, thanks. The podcast was fun. I'm like, yeah, no problem, man. Whatever you need. Like, oh, by the way, I didn't live. Wait, wait. We had a bartender, we're in there, drinks are being brought over to us, it's just so nice, I need to go in there again. I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point of this. Like, the reason this works here is because of the energy here. The movies are on, we got three TVs with movies on. Three of them, movies are on, stuff's going on. Beer's on tap. It's just, it's, this is where conversations about fun stuff like this happen. And you gotta keep it going. So. Boy, seven-minute intro. You know, it's funny. I used to bang on Burt Kreischer a lot for having long intros, and here I am, just being an asshole, a seven-minute long intro. Folks, today we are watching what might be one of the, the greatest films of all time. And I do mean one of the greatest films of all time. And you're like, Gone with the Wind? And Oh, I'm sorry. Not gone. With, no, not gone with the wind, you dummy. What else could it be? No, keep keep thinking of other great films that 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 um that you should watch in your free time. The Godfather? No, not the Godfather. I'm not talking over the Godfather. First of all, I do a shitty Italian impression. Secondly, no, it's just by someone got shot. A deal went good. A deal went bad. This guy got caught by the cops. This guy's no, no, no. This has everything. This has impersonations. This has your trusty fat kid friend. This has crime. This has love and acceptance. This has search, mystery, and most importantly, it has camaraderie shared with first kisses and prepubescent lust. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my privilege to share with you my favorite movie, one that I've, I've, I've not an exaggeration, and I am the king exaggerator. This is easily... I've watched this movie 150 times, quite easily 150 times. This is amazing. And you always got to love a movie that starts out with a great prison break. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the often copied, the never duplicated, the caper of capers, the treasure of treasures, the love that has no fence, party people, goonies. Yes, goonies. Oh man, our boy's just broken out of jail. And, the, the, and by the way, this is the um, this is the this is the first mother that started to give me nightmares. The mom in Goonies, who breaks people out, is a psychopath. She is terrifying. She's got that voice. She is just she's an absolute nut. And it's just, just it's just there's something about her. There is just something about her now. This movie opens up, of course, prison break style. They're in Oregon. Unlock the door. The door's unlocked. It's, it's grab the handle. Though. Here, this is this is the quintessential first thing that you find with kids, right? Anything with kids is as follows: A, you're gonna fight over who sits in the front seat, the back seat. B, locking and unlocking the doors. You got more than one kid. He locked it. He unlocked it. There is anytime you're in a hurry, doors don't work. You're grabbing, you're locking, they're on, it's just, it's a fucking nightmare. They, for some reason they can't make doors, they got the, they had the child lock doors in, they had everything else in, and you gotta love it, man, you gotta, you gotta love it. But, you've got the great and powerful Josh Brolin in this film, you know, I mean, this bitch is eating saltine crackers while she's driving. You know what kind of mess that makes in your car? Listen, you don't eat crumbly foods in bed, and you don't eat crumbly foods in your car. You absolutely, positively do not. 
And why don't you? Super, super simple. It makes a fucking mess. And just those little crumbs, you can't get them out. You cannot get them out in any way, shape, or form. So the prep for Goonies, if you have not seen it, is quite simple. There's a small town in Oregon on the coast. I'm gonna call it, I think it's Seaside is the real city, but I, you know, I don't quite remember. Uh, but it's on the coast right there. There's a developer, he's buying everything up. These people are losing their homes. They're right there, you know, and then you've got this mob squad of kind of the dorky kids. You know, you have the inventor, you've got Mouth, you know, he can kind of speak Spanish. Uh, you, you have a little bit of everything here. You got the cute girl, you got the girl with braces, you've got, you have everything that you need when it comes to making a great film. Everything you need. This is why this movie is, anyone who's seen it is a fan of this movie. Anyone. And why? Because it just, it hits all these notes. I mean, you gotta think back to when you were a kid and you were doing your first adventure. And then you've gotta think about the beauty of this movie and, and the way it, it captures adventure and the way it, it captures the style of kids and, and what they can and can't do and what they achieve and underachieve or overachieve, right? I mean, it's, this, is, this is an amazing thing. You gotta think about, hold one second, drink, drink, drink. There's my boy Chunk, team, team fat kid, thick boy nation. What is up, Chunk? I wonder what he did with his career after this movie. I would say you don't have to do anything. And why don't you have to do anything? Super fucking simple. Because you just, you're goonies. You're a rock star. Put it in four-wheel drive. I don't know if you guys have seen these real quick. No, I'm gonna get to some stories here, but um, have you seen these races along the beach where they are, they're racing in the wet sand? It's like, ladies and gentlemen, we're here for the Seaside Ram Third Rally. People forget, by the way, this is a Steven Spielberg film, all right? And there's not a lot of special effects. In fact, there's, I mean, outside of some makeup and uh, a, a, a treasure boat, spoiler alert, coming out, not a lot of special effects. I can't believe this thing is fucking winning that race. Have you ever done those races, Matt, where you, where you ride on the, where you race on the ocean on the sand? Never have. Never have? I want to, but I want to, you know, I, um, I kind of want to do it. I think it'd be fun. I don't know. I didn't, you know, when I was a kid, when I was a, when I was these kids' age, maybe a little bit younger, uh, I would go visit my grandparents in Townsend, Montana. Great spot, also. We have some listeners there. What up, Townsend, Montana? Love you guys. Uh, they got a good brewery downtown. They got the Mint Cafe. But then we had a, a, a ranch outside of town. So, you know, my grandfather would take me up there. Two things that I, I thought were uh, two things that I really, well, three things I really remember about those times. One, uh, I don't believe my grandparents, or my parents for that matter, really cared for me at that age. Uh, <laughs> they really didn't. They would, uh, I'd be like, I want to go see Grandma and Grandpa. And they're like, great, you're going to go spend a week with them. And I'm like, thanks. Now I'm up in Whitefish, Montana, Townsend, Montana, Montana, the, I think the third largest state, fourth largest state, right about there. We're up in the northwest corner. Townsend is in the uh, eastern side across the Continental Divide. It's about a five and a half hour drive to go on the speed limit, A. B, if let's say your parents in the early 80s, when it was super dangerous, decided to put you on a Greyhound bus by yourself. And then, you know, that's a 10 hours. It's 10 hours on a Greyhound bus. Because there's stops, and then I'm at bus stops. So all of you will forget that we're not just on the weird fucking bus, where even the bus driver's like, hey kid, you wanna sit up here with me? I'm like, okay. He's like, yeah, help me with the seatbelt, do whatever, but don't go back by the bathroom. You hold it. Don't get stuck back there. It's like, okay, I'll just piss my pants. He's like, no, don't be pissing on my butt side. I'm like, okay. 
And they would ship me down. So I'd leave, I'd leave Kalispell, Montana. I'd go down outside of Missoula to this one weird, they'd be like, everyone stop. I had my $5, I'd go in and I'd get my hot tamales, my milk duds, Coca-Cola. Because that's what every kid needs. You just trust kids with cash. Listen, if you've got a seven-year-old, you put them on a bus by themselves, just give them cash and hope they're not buying condoms with it, okay? That's all, condoms and lube, I don't question everything else, fine, right? And you know, unless, and unless there was some weird pedophile chubby chaser, I was pretty sick. But I'd get on there, I'd go down, stop in Missoula, stop at the, uh, stop at this one spot, and stop in Missoula, then I'd be there for like three hours, hanging out, by my, at, at a bus station. I wouldn't hang out at a bus station by myself as an adult. No. And my parents were like, you go, 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 go have fun. And then I'd get down to Helena, and then I'd finally get to town, so they'd drop me off. Then I'd have to walk around from the alley around to the front of the mint to pull my suitcases in. It'd be two below zero. It could be 100 degrees outside, and I'd see my grandmother in there. She'd have coffee, and she'd have a maple bar. And then I'd take my stuff into her car, drive to her house. Well, then we had to go to the ranch. You'd go out to the ranch, and go out to the ranch, and my grandfather would give me a tackle box, a fishing pole, and a sandwich. Eight in the morning. Be like, all right, go fish. Just go fish. Deep Creek was the name of the creek he would send me out there. Now there are mountain lions out there, there's coyotes, there's wolves, there's badgers, there's wolverines, there's bears, there's rattlesnakes, just to name a few. And I'm by myself. No gun, no knife. I'm just catching fish. Just a sandwich. Just a sandwich. Just me. And like, what do you think that bear is gonna like more? My chubby ass or a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Well, or the, I can start throwing fish at him. I actually caught fish. I did a good job. But like lunch, you know, somehow he would find me. I don't know how. A huge ranch. He'd drive away. All of a sudden, I'd hear this truck coming out, and boom, he'd pick me up. And then we'd drive back. And I remember once he was like, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? And he did real estate. He did papers. And my grandfather was a jack of all trades. And I remember looking at him like, you know what I want to do? You see the side of the road here? The grass is so high, it's, it's just, it's, it's un, it made me uncomfortable. I wanted to get paid by the state of Montana to travel the highways of Montana with a riding lawnmower and keep the sides of the, the grass on the sides of the roads to a nice trim level. These were my dreams as a child. I've not accomplished them. <laughs> I don't know what that job pays. I have no idea, but I can tell you this, it, uh, it doesn't pay enough. And the riding lawnmower you think is awesome when you're seven, eight, nine years old, it actually doesn't go fast. It seems like it's going to go fast. That's why these kids get fucked up on scooters these days, right? They're like, that riding lawnmower, not the same, right? It's like, well, this doesn't have a blade. However, this goes 30 miles an hour faster than your riding lawnmower. So you might just want to prepare yourself in some capacity. Drink time alone. So I'd go out there and be by myself. Just hanging out. And they have friends. And I got older, I was able to bring some friends out and we would we would do dumb stuff. We would sneak out, we'd mess around down in Townsend. I remember one time we our favorite that two of the favorite things we used to do as kids on our little nighttime adventures over the weekend. One, if you find a cat roaming around, you always pick it up. And then if you find someone that's left their car unlocked, you put properly put that cat inside the car. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't know if you guys know, cat piss smells like your car. And when cats get nervous, they just piss. And they don't care how bad it smells. And if you hang around long enough, you're gonna find someone who's gonna be like, how did this cat get me? Oh God, and you gotta, you gotta burn the car. 
All right, you gotta, you gotta leave the car running with the keys in the ignition. And I'll tell you what, if a cat is pissing your car, it could be a Lamborghini. No one's stealing it. No one's stealing a cat piss scented Lamborghini, all right? It's, listen, there is a greater chance of a Lamborghini getting bought and sold that has the smell of one of Paltrow's vagina than there is, <laughs> there is a cat piss smelling Lamborghini out there getting sold for anything, let alone getting stolen while it's running with the keys next to the start ignition thing. It's just not gonna happen. So we would do that. And the other funny, we, we thought this was hilarious. Now, now, looking back, probably a little trauma to some kids because I sent my kid to do the dog work. But also, I'm not a savage or a dog sleeps inside. But we do this thing where you'd go and you'd, you'd scout the town early and you'd see people think, oh, is that your dog? It'd be a little dog. Oh, that's a cute little dog. What's his name? His name's Sparky. It's like, wow, Sparky's nice. Hopefully, Sparky doesn't bite. Oh, no, Sparky loves everybody. Go down the street. What's this? Oh, this is Brutus. Brutus is a St. Bernard. Yeah, he's 210 pounds. Jesus, Bruce is huge. Bite? No. So when you sneak out at night, you'll find Sparky in his backyard, sleeping. Take him out of his backyard, you walk him down to Bruce's. You put him in Bruce's backyard, and then you take Bruce's, and you put him down in the little dog's backyard, and then you got somebody who wakes up, and they're like, Come here, Sparky! Where's Sparky? Now, notice, I, I pick dogs that don't bite people, okay? I'm not a dick. I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't pick Cujo and, 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 and switch him up with Kissy the cat, all right? Listen, we, we got two nice dogs, just happen to be polar opposite in, in, in the size of them. And in Montana, people just leave their dogs outside, they don't fucking care. You switch those dogs around, just, you gotta, you gotta put it in your mind, the hilarity of someone looking to be like, well, where, oh, Jesus. What, did that dog eat my dog? What the fuck is going, how did, that dog is huge, that dog could eat 10 of my dogs. And then you've got someone like, where's Brutus at? Who's a big boy? Who's a big, who's a big boy? Honey, did you shrink the dog? What the fuck is going on? Brutus has got chased out of the, he got chased out of the backyard by, what's your name? Sparky, and he's a lover. He also doesn't need as much dog food. I say we keep this fucking dog. Shits are smaller, right? He's nice, he can be in the house actually, barely sheds, doesn't drool. I mean, I'm not sending him on a mission up the mountain to rescue anyone, but uh, whoever Brutus is with now will do that. Perfect, great gags to do, great gags. The other thing, the other fun thing to do is you, uh, you gotta measure this out a little bit, do a little bit of work, cut pieces of wood, and jack someone's car up so their tires are a little less than a quarter of an inch off the ground. You gotta do it front and back, don't just do it front or back, because God knows, you fucking dummy, you're gonna pick the rear wheel drive, and you're gonna leave the back tires on, and you're gonna fuck up the underneath of the car. <laughs> Not saying I've done it, but maybe I've known people. But you jack it up just so it's barely off the ground, and then they start their car, and they go to drive away, and they're like, what the hell? I hear the tires spinning, what the fuck is going on here? And then they call a mechanic, the mechanic comes out. He's obviously not looking directly under the car. He's starting the car, he's looking at the engine, he's spinning the tires. And then here's the other thing. You see people, they like watch the tires move. Well, that means they're not connected to the ground. Dumb, dumb. But they're not thinking that. Their, their mind cannot get it out of Why would my tires not be connected to the ground? Right? It's like, I, I tell people, I'm like, if you had, you know, they, 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 the, the, oh, but, fun, fun little thing here. I love you guys. Spoiler alert, uh, I want to let you guys know, just as a side note, uh, 
I've been reading the Bible, and I don't know if you've heard this. In the New Testament, the main character dies pretty quickly. It's kind of a, I mean, spoiler alert, but he, he dies. So don't, you don't have to finish reading it. He just, the guy dies. I mean, just, I don't know what they're going to do with the story after that, but he's dead. So, you know, whatever it's worth to you guys. Just as, just as an avid reader that I am, and I'm an avid reader of labels and books, walls, cap handles, many, many things, I will let you know the main character, Jesus de Cristo, the guy that they foreshadow, they, they spend the whole half of a book foreshadowing for this guy to come, and three chapters in, dead. I mean, anyone who publishes this book reads this thing one time and is like, hey, hey, you gotta keep the main character around a little bit longer. I'm gonna need to know some backstory. What was he like as a kid? What did his dads do? I get it, he went from zero to carpenter. What happened to all the gifts that he got? So go zero to carpenter to dead at 30, and then, I mean, I'm done. I'm not, listen, you lost me. You killed the main character. But usually that takes eight seasons of a major show. Maybe we redraft this. Think about rewriting the Bible where the main character doesn't die. I think I'd like that. I, would like, I want to do two things in life. I want to rewrite the Bible where the main character doesn't die, but they still make it work, because that's going to bring a lot of our Jewish friends back. They're going to read the rest of the book now. Because right now, they're stopping. Have a, I get it. No, not, not us. Not our dad. So there's A. B, I really like the idea of I want to do all the catastrophes that happened on planet Earth that we know of before Christ. And I want to do a, um, a cartoon to where it starts off with only dumb southern white people visiting places where crazy shit happened before the birth of Christ. And then there's always the, the son woman that goes, it just breaks my heart that all these people that died here went to hell when they could have just asked Jesus into their lives. <laughs> it's called Before the Cross. <laughs> and so, and so Jesus hears this call while he's on the cross, and this is that time when he's on the cross, and then he zooms back in time and tries to save them, and they're like, I don't know who you are. And he's like, no, it's a book. They're like, yeah, but I, from what I've heard is in this book, like chapter two, you die like right away. I'm not buying it. He's like, I'm already dying. I'm on a cross, but I travel back in time, and then we get the time loop continuums. We got to bring Einstein in. Then it becomes this beautiful piece of science fiction. And if I do it right, I believe I can get some flat earthers to really uh, write a nice uh, forward, yeah. forward for me. Just because I just put some kind words in. I think people are like, huh? How does this work with Goonies? No, it just doesn't at all. It's just me. Because this is, but it does work with Goonies the fact that this is how your brain should work. If you want to go on an adventure and have some fun, this is how your brain works. Now, sometimes I will let you know, I'm going to tell you a story here, your brain and your adventures go bad. And then they go from bad to worse, they go from worse to worse, and then you try to rectify the worst part, and you end up making it a cataclysmic event that you cannot turn back from that follows you for the rest of your life. Let me give you an example. Oh, do tell. Is this like a major character dying in chapter two of a book? Pretty close. Pretty darn close. So my friends and I are in a drive-thru, and we're watching this horror film. And this is this is Damon. This is 1991. Maybe 92, a long time ago. Some of you haven't even been born yet. We're hanging out, we're watching this horror film at the drive-thru. Now, if you guys don't know what a drive-thru is, there's a big, huge screen. And people drive in, and they hang this microphone on their car, and it just yells at them. There's no real volume control. 
And even though you drive in and everything's in the car, you have to get out of the car to go get your condoms, which never made any sense to me. Like, they're gonna make me drive in. You're like, stay in the car, hang out, have a good time. I'll buy you want something? Come back over here. Yeah. And it's never close. It's a walk, you're missing, you can't hear anything because it's only those little microphones. You kind of hear this rumbling, it's, it's, it's a pain in the ass. There's a reason drive-ins fail. One, pregnancy. Two, she said. Maybe not metal. Uh, <laughs> so we're watching this and we see all these dead, we see all this death destruction mayhem. And uh, a person in the car goes, I wonder what a dead body looks like. Like dead, dead. And I said, well, I know where, and this is what I, this is what I thought at the time, and I was incorrect, we're gonna get there. I was like, oh, I know where an abandoned cemetery is. Huh, okay. So we drive out, because we used to as kids, we, young kids, when we first got our license, we just drive anywhere in Northwest Montana. I mean, any side road, any road we've never seen before. Let's go down that road. Let's take this, let's do that, let's have some fun. And we found this, we, we visited the cemetery numerous times. And it was there, was, there was kind of a fence around it. It was all overgrown. It was just, it was a mess. We thought for sure abandoned, whatever. So, and the good news is we didn't have to dig far because it's old. The bad news is, is the sheriff of the county, that was his family's private cemetery. Gonna get worse. <laughs> Hold on, Matt. Don't, don't get excited thinking I've hit bottom. <laughs> I've got chapters to go. Hey, hey, Jesus and Bible people, take notes on how this story lays out, okay? All right, take notes. I'm giving you a high point here, but we're gonna we're gonna keep going. We're not just gonna stop it. Yeah, that's, and that's where the story ends. So we're there, we're hanging out, we get done. Uh, we decide we want to dig one up. We go then, we drive out there, we see it, then we drive back to a house. We go get shovels. And then we realize we didn't have lights. But I had all these. There was there's two things that happened back in the late '80s, early '90s. Probably out through all the '80s and early '90s. Magazine and CD subscriptions. You could just fill out whatever you want, and they just start mailing you shit. They like on the promise that you were going to pay them back. Got 17. Got a promise for you. Got a promise that I won't try to fuck anything that moves. And I can't even promise you. I'm so horny. I'm looking at National Geographic just for things. I'm just starving for anything female. Getting Time Magazine, and I'm looking at art, and I'm like, oh man, that, that painting is sexy. So we light all these on fire around the grave, and the only thing that doesn't burn is the name and address card part. For some reason, that part. So there's like 20 of those. 20 of those. Uh, we dig it up, we find it, we do all this stuff. We're going, we see it, we leave, we go to we go to uh, Perkins, which is kind of like an IHOP. We're talking about it, we can't tell anyone. I'm like, of course not. First thing we do is we all tell everyone. Because uh, we're boys. And then my buddy, we go to pay, and he's like, shit, I can't find my wallet. Did you drop your wallet in the grave we dug up and then put dirt back over on top of? I think I did. Well, at night, trying to redig up a grave and then find it, didn't find it. So we thought, the next best thing is, you smart thing, you call the police, you let them know that your car was broken into, and you lost your wallet. Now, why a 
criminal would take a wallet and then 20 old magazines from your trunk of your car to light on fire? Who knows? But we did. We made that proclamation. Put us right on the top of the suspect list. Because <laughs> what we also didn't realize the time that we dug it up was two weeks before the family all gets together, cleans the cemetery once a year, pays homage to the people, and so they went to clean it up and found lots of stuff. Lots of incriminating evidence, some would say. I'm sure there's, I'm sure OJ's attorney would be like, I'd get you off. But no, OJ didn't exist at the time for what he was doing. And yeah, it is what it is. So we get called in. One of my friends spills the beans. The rest of us stay true to our story until we just have to spill the beans. We do fine, but our punishment is is that we have to go with the family and help them clean up the cemetery. So then we get this ID. And this is where bad goes to worst, goes to worst. Have you hit bottom? No, let me show you what bottom is. So we take our lunch break, because we did get a lunch break, and we went and we bought flowers for the grave that dug up. And then in front of the whole family, we walked over to that grave and threw a shovel right into the fucking ground that we had just dug up to dig it up again to the horror on their faces. The, 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 the unknown lack of respect that we gave, only to throw some flowers on top, right? But the memories were still fresh, because guess what? The dug up dirt was still fresh, right? The headstone was still fresh in their minds. And then we threw some flowers, they were like, I just wanted to give me some flowers. <laughs> and the sheriff's like, you could have handled this to me. <laughs> like, well, listen, obviously we're not smart. Obviously we don't have all our ducks in a row. But also, I don't know, foreshadowing a little bit, if you see four teenagers walking into a cemetery with one holding a flower, another holding a shovel, all of them with boners because there's one hot ant there who's in her short shorts, the fucking tube top, digging things up, trimming bushes. She was good looking. Uh, but you know, you walk in, you're like, hey, you might want to grab them. Like, hey guys, 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 whoa, whoa, hey, come over here real quick. What do you guys got planned? Ah, uh, we're gonna plant these flowers. Hey, maybe a little less digging? Maybe a little bit, a little less digging, maybe a little more giving back. Maybe you hand me the flowers, and maybe plant them somewhere else. Obviously, there's only weeds and overgrowth here until we come here once a year. And then it got worse. Because then they told us a story about how he died. This is all funny, and then it gets sad. They were driving between Kalispell and Big Four, Montana, on Highway 93. And the car wrecked. And the gentleman who died used his body to lay on top of his wife and unborn baby to keep them warm until some came along to keep them alive. Noble human being. No four idiot kids who just didn't understand the weight of life, the weight of anything that happens. Just wanted to have an adventure. A dumb adventure, a not very well thought out adventure, a not very well thought out apology. Listen, nothing in the 17 year old brain is well thought out. But obviously this part was really not well thought out. Those are the adventures that fuel something like a Goonies. 
right? The difference is, is that in Goonies, they're literally hanging out trying to find shit. We were out destroying shit. Just messing around, not, not just not understanding, right? I mean, just going nuts. I love these on this pink bike. Josh Brolin, always in shape with the headband and flying off the edge. That's dangerous. Not going to lie, folks. That's Seaside. It's a beautiful part of Oregon. So there, the kids are about to uh, break into some place, which reminds me of another story. We're just going to go through Jason's life of breaking laws, statute of limitations. Fuck it! So we are uh, same age, haven't learned a lot, haven't learned a very good lesson. There is a um, Flying Lake Lodge. It's this beautiful lodge owned by this family that my dad used to work for. The kids are kind of pricks. The husband is okay. The wife is a smoke show lady for, for Northwest Montana in the late 80s, early 90s. Like, Jesus, this lady, she's doing jazzercise. Pardon me, she's doing jazzercise. She's got, she's got the, the, the light weights that she just skips around the house in. It's great. Well, Flatland Lake Lodge has a beautiful and amazing, well-renowned wine collection. Now, when you're 17 and you're trying to get drunk off of, who's going to date myself, we're looking at, let's see, uh, Red Dog, a little Red Dog, a little Natty Ice, Bud Ice, Stone Ice. You want to get crazy? You want to go, hey, listen, all these 7%, 8% beers, you might want to throw a little homage to our friends north of the border, our 51st state, Canada, with Molson Ice. The first big Molson that came out, Molson Ice, lights you on fire, and making big nuts. So this is what we, this is our fine palettes, our tuned palettes. It's out here. Well, we broke in to the wine section of Flathead Lake Lodge, and we filled my trunk and the back of my car with boxes of wine, not knowing the value. Now, my 1982 Nissan Maxima had a sunroof, and it had a way where if you just pulled the, the where you're gonna flash some of the brights, we pulled that forward, only the headlights would turn on, none of the other lights would turn on around the car. So the car's so full, my buddy jumps on the back, lays on the top, and holds on as I open the sunroof, so he's on the top of the car. There's cases of wine in the back seat and in the trunk, and the trunk is propped open. And now security's driving towards us. Start the car, pull the brights on, boom, drive out. Drive up into the mountains at two in the morning and bury all of this wine up at the end of the mountain road. <laughs> I love you know that's how the Egyptians stored wine. And that's also how dumb 17-year-old kids store wine. So we store the wine up there. Uh, and then we'd go get cases and we'd go, you know, drink it by ourselves. Because Big Fork's such a small town, anyone saw anyone with wine, like that kid stole it. Well, the police got involved. What I didn't realize, we'd stole some really expensive wine. Some really nice, really expensive wine. We thought it tasted like shit, but it got us drunk. So we'd sit around at my house Saturday afternoons, and my dad was gone, and we would just drink bottles of wine, and then, you know, just shit through a screen. It was just awful. Awful, awful, awful. So we did this on, well, the cops start showing up to the school. And they give a description of the assailants and the car. The assailants, two men. Ooh, lucky we have three. Two, burgundy sedan, 
Well, I've got a silver maximum, bitches. Not even close. <laughs> Three, damaged roof. No, that was my friend hanging on for dear life as I drove the house down. <laughs> the fucking damaged roof. How dare you? So we split up our, 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 our stuff. We all got drunk. We never got busted for that one. But the cops did show up to the high school three or four times questioning kids. That was stressful. You want to put some stress on some kids. You just have cops show up and you just start sweating. Like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Oh, no, 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 no. And then I go, uh, can I have Jason? You're like, no, fuck, not me. <laughs> Jason Baines to the principal's office. You're like, oh, fuck, it wasn't me, thank God. Oh, Paula, how many more Jasons are in this goddamn school? There's 12? All right, well, there's 11 left now that they can call. Hopefully it's not me. Oh, shit. So we've got uh, grave digging. We have theft. Uh, let's do drug overdoses, which is not part of, obviously, Goonies because they're kids. We were, uh, one of my favorite things about old Las Vegas, old Las Vegas, like, I don't know old Las Vegas, right? But older Las Vegas is, before the internet really took off, is you could make a claim and there was no way to back it up. You couldn't back it up and kind of let it in. So you gotta imagine 25 years ago, um, you know, or so, someone calling up Dive Bar and Lounge, being like, hey, uh, we have two BMX riders, world famous BMX riders coming in and uh, they've got their entourage, and they just want a table, and they're gonna buy some drinks. The dive bar's happening in the spot, and it's already kind of busy, and that's okay, he's like, fuck, who are these guys? And it's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's Jimmy Relic, and, uh, and, 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 it's, and it's Todd, 360 Spin, um, Legacy. They're like, fuck, the name sounds legit. All right, yeah, yeah, we'll get a table for you. Come in, sit down. It's like, yeah, let's throw these guys a couple of free beers. Boom, boom, boom. Well, we do this in Vegas 24 seven with strip clubs. So I'd call, I'd be at a, we'd be at the bar, hotel, I'd ask for the phone, call strip club up, say who I am, hi, this is Jason, I'd name some famous PR firm, I'm here with my guys, can you send a limo over to pick us up and bring us in the side door? We don't want to be seen by anybody. And these guys aren't going to meet your dress code, I apologize, but the BMX things, we just always work with some Vegas stuff, we get in. The guy goes, oh yeah, yeah, no problem. Boom, limo comes over, we get in, come over, always oh, a free bottle, dancers waiting, well, one of the guys, uh, he had a little bit of a pill problem, and uh, he had like a thing of just these super huge, huge size of olives, Vikings. I mean, monsters. And he gave me eight. And he's like, here. And he said, for the weekend, I was in a vodka gimlet stage where I was only ordering vodka gimlets. <laughs> ah, the fuck's wrong with me? Just, nah, that sounds good. <laughs> Just lime and ice, ice cold vodka. That's all it is. A vodka gimlet, lime, and, and it's, it's so cold when you squeeze the lime on top of the vodka, it freezes. Little, little planes of ice, little thin planes of ice that ice fishermen want to sit on and they want to fish for booze underneath. And I'd get those. So I heard these are free tonight. So I took all eight with a vodka gimlet, chaser. Well, the night got interesting as we were at the strip club. So we got thrown out. Might have been that I asked a girl if I could sniff cocaine out of her asshole. <laughs> and then if she had it, and then if she would give it to me for free. And if I could get a dance for free. I woke up five hours later, profusely sweating and shaking. Probably in the throes of an overdose. 
<laughs> yeah, well, not math shaking. It's like, well, now I'm no math whiz, Jason, but you're not supposed to take more than one of those. We took eight. Did uh, I took a long shower? And I'm a I'm a big proponent of you get back on that horse and ride. So I went right down. I took a long shower and in Vegas, where it's weird because Vegas is a desert. You get, you think that's the place where they might put a limiter on the water? I sat in that shower for 30, 45 minutes. <laughs> I fucked that. I fucked the water table up in Vegas. I went downstairs, ordered a Red Bull. Pause. Boom. Vodka Gimlet. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Shot tequila. Order fries. Listen, if you want to learn how to poop your pants, you want to start with this as your base. All right, listen. This is your base for pants pooping. All right. You're gonna think of farts coming up, and I'm gonna get the guys like, oh, it's wet. Oh, it's running down my leg. Oh, it's a whole diarrhea. Yep, <laughs> it is. So, we're down there, and this fucking guy next to me orders a double Bloody Mary, and he's smoking cigars. And he has to sit next to me because he doesn't want anyone to get in between our magic. Our magic, sir, is your bad breath holding us together. That's the only thing, that's the only magic we have in the fact that I've thrown up in your life. Because if I start to throw up, I'm puking on your dick. I'm gonna let you know that right now, okay? It's gonna be like the first time you told the girl, don't worry, I won't shoot it in your mouth. All right, that's what's gonna happen. But it's because of your bad breath and your shitty choice of drinks. Now mind you, I'm four cocktails to my right, judging a person just for having tomato juice in the morning. In my mind, I'd like to say it's Clamato, because I don't understand Clamato, but it was probably tomato. Nonetheless, I was like, fuck this guy, and I have four cocktails, and he's and I'm still shaking, and he's sweating, and he's looking at me like, oh no, you should do more drugs. This is a good look for you. Dark circled eyes, haven't eaten, gonna shit your pants later today. Good for you, sir, get right after it. Uh, win 500 bucks, go back up to the room, Said, I've literally sharded my pants. I've got to now take a hundred of my five hundred as I put shit pants into one of those bags and take it up as, can you wash this for me? <laughs> I only pack one pair of pants. Hey guys, would you mind just a real quick one? Oh, you want same day? Oh, you want it in an hour? It's a hundred dollars. I'm like, here's a crisp hundred dollar bill. Get the fuck out of here. I don't care. Go, I need pants to wear. Well, one of my friends knew I need pants to wear. He went to one of the stores on sale, on sale, on sale, on sale, and brought me bright red pants. So I had a gold LeMay cowboy button-up shirt that went kind of with jeans. I mean, I was like a shitty, chubby version of the Goo Goo Dolls, but now I have bright red pants. Now I was a shitty, chubby version of Santa if he didn't get cookies but got drugs instead. Okay, <laughs> he's like, he's getting a shot of tequila, a couple of Vicodins, an eight ball, and a tab of acid. This is the guy that I look like. So I'm walking around, just cannot wait for my jeans to get back to me. We go out, we start partying, I start winning more money, and I figured out a way to where I have three cocktail servers kind of visiting me. So one comes around like, eh, DBR, sure. Then the other one comes like, sir, would you like a drink? I'd like DBR. Then another one comes and I've got him right on this little five minute rotation. So I'm getting a beer every five minutes. I get shit camp. I'm up now a thousand. We walk by a store and I see a bright pink gorilla suit. Gotta have it. Gotta have it. Okay, I gotta buy that gorilla suit. That's $250. Okay. 
I got it. So it gives you this huge box. Look, wait, we're in a fucking magic store. You can literally take that box over there and turn it into a penny. Yep. I'm like, how about you turn this box into a penny? When I get home, turn it back into a pink gorilla suit. Because it doesn't work that way. Look, you're a fucking magician. Figure it out. He walks back out. He hands me a garbage bag. So I've got a garbage bag with my pink gorilla suit over my shoulder. Now I do look like that picture of Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadowing, people. So I said it at the beginning. Not gonna lie. So then my brother, who's in Vegas, hooks us up and gets us a, a table. Yes, please. Gets us a table. And in getting us this table, gets us free booze. We just have to tip the waitress. Well, I'm up, you know, thousand bucks, minus two fifty for the pink gorilla suit, minus the hundred for um for cleaning my pants. And you know some other incidental costs, if you will, lunch, whatever. Anyways, I got money, and uh, we go up there. I tip her a couple hundred bucks, and I had this trick back in the day, and it's not like a back in the day trick. Matt, Matt's gonna appreciate this because he's gonna understand exactly what I'm talking about. You young kids, because of the way that bras have changed, you'll never understand this. But back in the day, when um, we were in. I mean, even before, like, you look at it, high school, up and through our 20s, almost 30s, the bra technology was simple. The hooks were in the back. Now you've got them in the front, you've got them in the side, you got guys fiddling around back there, they're my age, they're single, and the girl's like, it's right up here, it's up front, between my boots. Boop. They pop right up. You've got push-up bras, you've got push-down bras, you got fake boob bras, you got you got big boob bras, little boob bras, you got all the bras on bras on bras on bras. But the reality is, look, he's got like a kid or something. Oh hi, how are you? Um, he's pointing at his child. Oh, he's a regular. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, can I? Can this child get a cocktail? <laughs> this is a baby. We're gonna rub the mother's nipple with whiskey. There you go. Done. So, um, so we're hanging out, and uh, these girls. We, we first of all, we got we got way too much free booze. It's this table of girls, and they're out of booze. I'm like, would you guys like to come over here and help us drink some of our booze? Like, sure. I go, do you know I have this thing I can do where it doesn't matter what you're wearing, I can touch your back and undo your bra. And this girl has got some monster canes. She's like, no, you can't. I mean, these are X. Well, it's a whole hand because he's got like seven hooks back there. It's 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 a back support bra meets roll top, digging into the flesh of her shoulders. Just I mean, I can't imagine what she's the pain she's going through. And I I let those sweater kittens run free, and she grabs the front. Her front she's like, oh! And I'm like, it's also the seventh and big ladies. <laughs> and this other girl's like, try me, try me. And my buddies are like, don't encourage him at all. Yeah. I do like four bras. End up talking to this one chick. We end up um, making out, and I think it'd be funny because we're up in this club with a big glass wall. I. This is me. My wife doesn't listen to podcasts. Yeah, someone's been like, I'm going to send this to her. Fine. <laughs> I was not a good person when I was younger. There you go. We were learning this from all these stories. Anyways, I take her underwear off, and we're making out on the dance floor. She's got a little flip up skirt. I flip her skirt up, I pick her up to make out with her some more, and put her bare ass against the window. DJ goes nuts, crowd goes nuts. We do a big picture. Anyways, she's now like wants to hang out. We go downstairs. I've got my I've got my pink gorilla suit. 
I've got the, the awesome ca magical carrier that it came with. I'm flush with cash, and we start gambling, and I win more money. I'm at this game where it's, I guess it's got the lowest odds other than Mississippi Mud Runner. I forget what's the point. It's got low odds for the gambling. I'm winning, winning, winning. She's right there next to me. She's ordering cocktails for us. The guy notices that she's palming some of my chips. Well, I lose two hands in a row, and he goes, I'll let you play one more hand, you're a little boozy, but then I'm really, I'm gonna stop you because no one wins like this for this short period of time. She goes, I'm gonna use the restroom. And he grabs me, he goes, she's taking like $300. I've called security over, they're go, they're, they've looked at the tapes, she has, they're gonna take them from, from her, give them back to you, and then we're gonna walk you out. Like, okay. So she comes back, and I'm like, hey, we're gonna close out, she goes, great. You want to come back to my room? I'm like, no, I'm going to go back. She goes, I've been hanging out with you all night. Like, I want to hook up. I'm like, no, no, no. Then security comes, takes her chips away. Someone seems like, that bitch got busted. I'm like, she tried to steal from me. Cold. You guys want a cocktail? So security's walking her out. They're supposed to be walking me to a casino vehicle to take me home. And I'm like, I got this. Right over this new group, partying with them. <laughs> now it's 6 a.m. I've got to get back. I kind of know where my buddy lives. I barely know sober. I for sure don't know drunk. So we're driving up like Blue Mountain Road, turn here, turn here. We're driving this fucking subdivisions. All the houses look the same. Boom, 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 boom. All the same. We're one of our cruising around. This guy's like, dude, I'm a, I, I, I'm off. I'm like, bro, I'm just holding up hands of hundred dollar bills. I'm like, keep driving. He goes, no, you don't understand. I don't want your fucking money. I want to go home. Kind of. Like I have to go home. So he, I don't pay for the cab ride. He kicks me out of the cab. It's cold outside, it's Vegas in the morning, so I've got the hands, the pink gorilla suit on for gloves. I've got the top on for a jacket. I'm carrying the pants and the head now. I've left the box, if not savage, and the magical bag in the fucking cab with the guy leaving. And I'm walking through here. I find my buddy's house. I'm sure people are like, there's another man in Vegas. This fucking guy walking through our subdivision in a half pink gorilla suit. This asshole, like every asshole on planet Earth, locked his fucking front door. Thank you. So I snuck in through the doggy door. Fell asleep on the couch downstairs. Didn't realize his wife has to wake up at like 7.30 to go do her job. So I'm downstairs using the pink gorilla suit as a blanket now and covered in $100 bills. I mean, I look like a bad bad sexual indiscretion <laughs> outside of a used condom being on my face right. it's pretty bad she comes down only sees pink gorilla doesn't realize how warm and toasty i am so screams everyone comes running down my buddy's got his fucking gun it's just me they're like go back up to your room I'm like by the way how'd you get in you keys the place i'm like came in through the doggy door and he's like you're fat ass get through the doggy door i was like i don't know how that but it happened Got in. The next day, I'm doing correspondent work on March Madness from Las Vegas for CNBC. I decided it'd be great to do it in pink for a suit. Well, I lost that job. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they just, they don't have the comfort or care to understand a little bit of humanity, if you will. In it, but we ended up gambling, won a couple more bucks. I ended up, man, listen, I ended up like leaving with like three grand in cash. Not a horrible trip to Vegas. 
Um, I had that pink gorilla suit for years. My friend Lindy Faxon, shout out to Lindy, who uh, she was a, um, a, uh, a reporter for IndyCar. I met her through Kanan Sunglasses, great sunglasses. Shout out to Kanan. Don't be afraid to sponsor us, Kanan. I'm going to give you a little note on the Instagram. Uh, and then um, we kind of stayed in touch. She ended up marrying a racer. She's got a kid, and she does television. She's got a morning television show in Indianapolis. Like one of those Fox, you know, they got like seven people hanging out, doing the interviews like seven hours long in the morning. We start at 2 a.m. Like, what? Yeah, I'm up at 2, and I'm talking about the weather and traffic and all the great deals happening in Indy. And you're like, get the fuck out of here. No thank you. I uh, I would prefer to paper cut my eyes. Yeah. And try to be that happy at 2 in the morning and not drunk. There's a show. Ooh. Morning radio. At, or no, a morning like television show. But at a bar. Yeah. Call it, and guess what? You call it real time. Now, I know that's going to seem cheeky and everything else. There's a better name for it, for sure. But imagine this. You have two or three. Uh, ooh, Brian Mays, get at me. I don't know what your contract is like. But I'd like to do a, a morning um, a morning news show. You get a, you get a cocktail. And you get a, you got a weather person out there, right? you got the weather person. Or, uh, you've got a, a meteorologist. We can't afford that. We gotta go cheap. We gotta go weather person. Just somebody just looks at. Yeah, just have somebody looks at. Like on the iPhone. iPhone no, like, it's gonna rain today. Yeah. Like, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what Yahoo says. Did you check out weather.com? You know what? Let's verify sources. Good job. You know, you go over some some news of the day. You go over a little bit of town gossip. But then you also you've got cocktails. You bring some people in and they're chatting with you. It's like what what's bothering you in Austin today? Or hey, what did you celebrate today? Or what's going on? You got all sorts of fun stuff. And then boom, public access. Now I know there's a big thing against drinking on the air. Don't get that. First of all, if you treat it like a podcast, just call it the news. What I honestly, I, I and I and I mean this seriously, and all the fun that we're having, what is the difference between me being drunk and talking about shit that's happening in the world and someone with an agenda being sober? Isn't it more dangerous for the person with the agenda coming in saying, I'm supposed to be impartial news, but I have this idea of kind of what I want to say. Like the CNN debates, supposed to be impartial, right? Hey, uh, Bernie, did you tell uh, Warren she could, a uh, woman could be president? Nope. Okay. Didn't say that? No, I'd never say that. In fact, I've been fighting for women to be president. Seminous. The video of it. Okay. Right, Elizabeth Warren. So when Bernie told you he couldn't, you couldn't be president, how did you take it? Whoa, 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 you've got an agenda. Yeah. And you're sober. I would rather not have an agenda and be drunk than have a good time. You know? <gasps> got the name. News fueled by booze. Or or <laughs> the news and booze. The news and booze. Welcome to the news and booze. Where we have a little bit of booze and talk a little less news. There was a debate last night. Next. <laughs> Teleprompter's not working. I'm going to have a cocktail. Okay. Oh, there we go. It's going to be sunny today. And there's traffic. Where? Everywhere. <laughs> there's traffic. It's fucking 7 in the morning. Everyone's got to go to work and take their kids to school. There's traffic. Oh, wait, wait. What do you think happened? If there's no traffic, guess what? 
You woke up on a Sunday, got everyone ready for no fucking reason. Might as well go to church now. <laughs> Just get it done. You could have fun with that, folks. You could have a lot of fun with that. I'm down. Um, so in the world of adventures and everything that's going on, oh, we're, we're at the shower scene. This is like the anti-porkies. I don't know if you guys know Porky's, a movie that could not get made today. A lot of voyeurism, a lot of rape, a lot of underage drinking, a lot of things that I think the Me Too movement, like if the Me Too movement was serious, they would have grabbed the movie Porky's and been like, this is how women have been treated. And some guys would have been like, okay, yeah, that's my wife, her name's Pam. She's great, makes a good eggs benedict. Right, and there's other people that are gonna be horrified going, no. It's like, yeah, yeah. And, and for Harvey Weinstein thinking he's gonna get somebody walking in a fucking walker, hey, you doughy double chin fuck, let me tell you something right now. I'm gonna kick you and your old dick so hard, okay? Stop with the walker and the. T and I, listen, the tennis balls are a nice touch, all right? <laughs> I like the tennis balls, but seriously, no. No, 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 no. But in the shower scene, right, they got the, they're, they're breaking in, they're, they're finding out this intricate set of tunnels and everything underneath the city. Now, if you guys want to go under cities and visit tunnels and have a good time, might I recommend to you the city of Portland, Oregon. And you're like, Oregon, Seaside, Oregon. This film was done near Oregon. Yes, it was near Portland, Oregon, in the state of Oregon at Seaside. So there are tunnels underneath the city of Oregon. For those of you, or Portland, or the city of Oregon, the state of Oregon, the city of Portland. There are tunnels underneath the city of Portland. And also, I believe, Seattle and San Francisco. Why are the tunnels there, you ask? Well, let me clear my throat. <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Hold on, I got some missing phone calls here, folks. Swipe up. Let's see who called. Let's see. Who could it possibly be? Ooh, dokie. Oh, it's just the big Bart. That's all it is. We got to call him back. We will do it later. Just, you know what? I'll tell you what. These people, here's the problem that we have, folks. And we're going to get back to the tunnels. There are lots of options out there that we have um, in the world, but in all of that, the option we don't have is to turn off access. We need to figure out a way to turn off access. I'd like that. Where it's like, you just know you're not even gonna, don't even call my fucking phone. Turn off access. Hmm, kind of like that. You can turn your phone off so you turn it on and like all the shit you miss comes flooding at you. What if you turned off access? What if you turned it off to where it didn't matter anymore? Right? Like it just didn't matter. It was just off. You didn't miss anything because there was nothing to miss. Mentally, probably fairly healthy. I'm just saying, I got a little burps. Ooh, dead body with bugs crawling through the eyes. That is the standard Hollywood dead body. You know there's an old dead body when the, when the cockroach crawls in or out of the eye socket. It is craziness. Absolute craziness. And now, of course, I'm dragging my feet because I forgot what I was talking about because I'm a knucklehead sometimes. But um, let's get, so let's get back to the, the adventures in, in Goonies and, and what's happening. Oh, man, the man about town is about to walk in. He's about to grace this world with a level of handsome that just, it really just cannot be found anywhere else. There he is. Howdy, a beautiful hat, a beard that, that makes men jealous. I mean, Samson looks at that beard and he's like, Thank Imagine you. what Delilah would have done to me with that. Thank you. <laughs> He's like, I'll tell you what Delilah would do. A lot. Oh, yeah. 
A lot. There's only one area you don't keep that hairy, and that's your tank, people. All right? <laughs> Clean that up. All right? All right, you can have beards now, but there's never an excuse for a dirty tank. All right? Just, there's just not. Right? Be an adult. Oh, that's the, oh, this is the other thing. I was thinking about this. Maybe this is a good parody video that we could do. Not by we, I mean, I'm, I'm probably other smart people in the room that know how to do videos. The big play in Hollywood is, the, and I get why it's a big play, and I understand it, right? The big push is the bidet. Comics, actors, actresses, producers. Like, why are you taking a piece of paper and mushing poop against your flesh to try to clean up your bunghole? Why don't you instead, I don't know, wash it out with a hose? Seems like a great idea. Here's my sin. We do this video. But first, we have, we have Sarah McLaughlin playing in the background, just like the dog commercials, right? Can you, you know, like, oh, poor puppy. What happened? No one like you? You're in the pound? Oh no, you're just chained up outside this horror story. So instead, we show fires happening all over the world. And then, bum, 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 the Hollywood elite. Not only do they tell you what to do, not only do they, they tell you what to laugh at and not laugh at, the me who's and woos and the hashtags and the pounds and the and the, and the judging and, the, and the, then they worship their little golden man as they run around and show everyone. Show them your. They're taking away your drinking water so that their butthole can be cleaned. <laughs> In a world where water is the greatest commodity known to man. People can't drink water on 50% of this planet. And these assholes are like, guess what? My butt drinks water every time I poop, and I poop five times a day. All right? All right, hey, listen. Folks, you have to understand the weirdness of the world that we live in. There are people that will not eat meat because they find it disgusting. But if you ask them to lick your butthole, they're like, of course I will. That feels fantastic. Yes. Do you have a bidet to clean it off with first? Or a fire hose? Or a razor, just so I can get some of these, you know, dingleberries out of the way? Just anything. Anything at all. You have to do wonder where Chewbacca pooped from, because he didn't have any... I mean, listen, you, if there's any animal out there with long, hanging hair, they always have shit wrapped up in it, right? There's always an owner like, let me just cut that chunk of shit off. And you're like, yeah. Well, I'm just worried about his haircut, though, too. Maybe you just wash him? Hey, listen, fucko. Just, I mean, come on. Stop your nonsense. It's, night. it's an absolute nightmare. But we do the video, and we blame Hollywood, almost like Ricky Gervais when he came out after them, and he's like, listen, you fucking weird, judgmental pedophiles. Stop telling everyone what to do. Well, hey, you weird, judgmental pedophiles. Stop washing your assholes and come back to Savage Land, because water is kind of the thing that we need. All right, we just need water. Okay? And they, the, I need that. I need, well, we need one more video that comes out that talks about the fact that this the scientific fact, the, the pure science of the, the, the fact that flushable wet wipes are not flushable. Now, they say flushable, but they're not. There's two things you need to know, folks. One, flushable wet wipes that you wipe your butt with, you're like, oh, save the environment. They're not flushable. You're actually hurting more than you're helping. You might as well just join the Hollywood elite and just power hose your asshole up. There's one. Two, the flushable wet wipes not being 
flushable, right? You also have to figure out the fact that in this crazy, crazy world that we live in, in everything that's going on, where you're just being lied to daily, guess what else is happening on planet Earth? Yeah. People are having to be warned not to drink certain water because of people washing up their buttholes. Now you have areas that are like, we're using recycled water, don't drink it. Who was drinking it prior? What the fuck is going on? They're like, all of a sudden, they're like, that sprinkler is going on. And someone's like, hey, by the way, in case you're wondering, don't drink this sprinkler water. It's from the butthole washing water. We're water washing our grass with. And everyone's like, oh yeah, just don't drink the water. That makes a little bit of sense. It does until you get the idea that guess what? In a world where you're not drinking that water, you're still walking around on it. Well, you go to the park. You're at the park now and you're hanging out. You're like, oh, look at me. I'm hanging out at the park. I'm going to go barefoot. In what? In the shit water? You've just got, you've got shit covering grass. Right? It's like it's green shit, so it makes the grass look greener. Are you fucking serious? And, and what is... Folks, we are, we, are, we are shitting on shitting on shit. We're just recycling our own shit to be in shit, to not care about shit. Yeah, you got to take a step back, man. You got to take a step back. You got to call these people out for washing their buttholes. Wash their buttholes. All right? Yeah, you got you to call people out on these very, very big things because they're changing fundamentally the world we're living in. Your asshole is not better than mine. Okay? Well, yours is, sir. That is, that's a different story. It's a story that, that's the reason why Pornhub is free on Valentine's Day. Premium Pornhub, free on Valentine's Day. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> He's like, really? It's like, yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up. Like, Premium Pornhub, all of Pornhub is free on Valentine's Day. For the people that just like to masturbate alone. Is this a couple's day? It could be. Or, could, you know, you know Pornhub's trying to do? They're trying to change them to Masturbation Day. And guess who doesn't get a card on Masturbation Day? No one gets a card on that day. You know what? They're jerking off, that's why. All right? No one needs a card on Masturbation. It's like, hey, you might, you might want to FedEx them some Astro Glide or something. But even that. And guess what? Masturbation day lasts about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And then it's over. All right? It's science. Like, there's always going to be the young kid who's like, I did it. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I really celebrate it. Well, good for you. All right? I'm glad. Okay? But for the rest of us, it's a one-shot deal. And then it's done for the day. And I've got to go back to mowing the fucking lawn. All right? Think about, think about how happy your men would be mowing the lawn if it happened after blowjob day. Or women. Right? Going down day, whatever you want to call it. These balls smell like old Cheerios day. Whatever it is. Okay? Listen, we've, we've got it going on. Now, folks, in this world of desserts and love, where they've got chunk and they're eating the ice cream and they're going on, they're going to put them in and they're, chunk is going to learn about acceptance and love and understanding people. A. He's also going to understand how much he loves sweets. Now, as previously noted, I was a fat kid growing up. And one of the reasons I was fat is because of my 93-year-old grandmother. Not 93 at the time, 93 present day. She was, um, my grandfather was big on her being on a diet. She had a sweet tooth. He kind of carved things out for her. 
but she would always sneak over and buy Butterfingers and just fill her purse with Butterfingers. Not a Butterfinger, like five Butterfingers, like a psychopath. And then my grandfather would stop and be like, I'm gonna go in here and hang out and do X, Y, and Z. And she'd be like, great. And she would open up a Butterfinger. But she didn't eat a Butterfinger like a person addicted to something. She's still the person who's addicted to savers. She's like the person who gets a line of Coke, who's addicted to Coke, and goes, you know where Mountain Regions came from? Mmm, and if you feel the grains between your fingers, you'll also get the subtle notes of a Colombian aromatic hibiscus. You know, what the fuck is, can you snort it? What are you doing? You have an addiction. Get it, my turn, my turn, my turn. Let's go. She's like that with fucking Butterfingers. Two bites in. Now, mind you, hers wasn't the celebration of Butterfingers and Sugar. She had dentures and the, the, the squeeze, the juice, the nut, the tackiness, the, the aggressiveness of the Butterfinger would actually stick her dentures together and she'd open her mouth and her teeth would just be stuck together and there'd be gums. She ate too fast. She didn't eat slow and small bites. Slow and small bites means my grandfather finishes his meeting or his little whoopty or his walk by, hey, how are you? And then what does she do? Hands fat kid a Butterfinger. By the end of the day with my grandparents, I've had nine Butterfingers. I've had a cup of ice cream for being a good kid. I've had a burger. I've had pancakes. And now I'm going home to get mac and cheese, which was made with boiled noodles and two bricks. The big bricks. Not that bullshit little brick that you give someone where you're like, hey, have you ever had Velveeta before? You want to know that weird film? You ever find it interesting they want to refrigerate this shit? Not that little brick. The I'm in. I don't mind getting chemically poisoned. I can't believe it's not butters for pussies. I like Velveeta. Two of those dropped in to a cup of noodles. Just kick it up, oozing cheese, just pouring out this hot liquid magma. Like the commercials before the commercials existed, she'd put that into a cup and be like, and here you go. And then I'm like, all right, now can I get a bedtime snack? Of course you can. And then there were two things of ice cream when I was a kid in my grandparents' house. There was the ice cream that we could eat, a, and there was the ice cream my grandfather ate, B. Why did he get his own ice cream? Because he would sit down with the carton of ice cream, and he was a little slobbery, and he would eat it and lick off the spoon, and the spit would still kind of be on the spoon and drip into the ice cream, so you would see frozen spitballs in the fucking ice cream. And that's how you knew that was not your ice cream. It smelled like pralines and pecan and bad breath. Like rancher's bad breath. Just nasty, like coffee and, and, and oatmeal, bad breath. Just little bubbles of spit in there, everywhere. He didn't care. You can give the dog some. Like, oh, look, the dog's got some. The dog's got a piece of your frozen spit. That's fucking disgusting. We didn't get the ice cream. So a piece of your frozen spit. You're a, you're a gross, gross person. You need to stop your nonsense right now. But yeah, he would do that. He would. I mean, we, we would do all those things, then I'd get a different word, like, oh, hey, guess what? Today, you don't have to go fishing by yourself. You're going to hang out. The one time I'm going to hang out with my grandpa, not the one time, but one thing I'm going to hang out with him, two, two crazy things happened. He did something to me. I did something to him. We both live with the consequences. He's passed away. I still live with the consequences. He's now in, in a different place where he's eating ice cream and just spitting in the, just spitting in there. Like, it's a spit. It's mine. I'll eat it later. So we're hanging out. He walks up behind me. I'm in, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm dressed nice. I got pants on, I got cowboy boots on, I have a cowboy hat on, I have a cowboy shirt on, tucked in like a gentleman, I got my belt and my belt buckle. And I have my, I have my Native American 
Um, arrowhead necklace. Classic. He walks up behind me. He's got the snake in his hands. He drops it down my shirt. Shirt's tucked in, folks. Team Fat Kid. Pants are always a little snug. So that thing's just zipping around my belly, trying to find a way out. Finally goes the opposite way, comes out one of my buttonhole shirts, and zips down my leg, and goes away. He's it's hilarious. I'm scarred for life. Still the snake, terrified of snakes. You want to kill me? Throw a snake on me. Just actually just mention snake. I'll probably have a mile harder. So uh, the following week, we are hanging out, and we are driving through a field. And he's like, I've got to feed the cows. Okay, he goes, so I'm gonna feed the cows. What I need you to do is, is just keep this truck in a straight line. So I'm gonna put it in drive, just stay on the back, I'm gonna throw hay out the back. You are gonna drive this forward. Do not go left and right, straight ahead. Speed the cows, we're hitting bumps, going down. Oh my god, it's the fucking guy who dropped the snake down in my shirt. Huh. So I floored him. I flipped him off the back of the truck. Well, here's the thing that people don't get, because don't, you don't realize in the moment, you have, to, you have to pull yourself back. And this is just a life lesson on moments. You gotta pull yourself back a little bit. He flips out, hits a cow, lands in some shit, mud, you know, hay. He still got the pitchfork. He jumps up, holding the pitchfork up, screaming my name. So I floor it again. Now I cover him with mud and cow shit and hay. And then he starts running after me. Well, I don't realize that the way a car works, you just kind of put the gas pedal down and it keeps the momentum. I think you floor it and then let it coast and floor it and let it coast. So I'd floor it, let it coast. He would catch up, I'd see him, I'd floor it again, spray him with shit and mud. <laughs> well, eventually the field runs out. And by the field running out means I just, I hit a fence and the truck didn't go through. <laughs> I got in trouble, I didn't get ice cream that day. Probably good for me. But um, yeah, these things happen, folks. And what do you do, what do you do with, here's the thing, right? On these events, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, there's two things I want you to take away from this. One is that, you know, you got Chunk, and you get, you, you've got sloth. It is, here's the thing, life's gonna take you on adventures. You're gonna have big adventures and little adventures. Huge adventures and small adventures. The point is though, and I think what Goonies tries to teach you, is that they're adventures. And you gotta embrace them, you gotta learn what they change, how, how the adventure could be better, uh, what, how did the adventure change you, what would you do differently, and more importantly, like how do you set forth them your latest, greatest adventure? I am blessed because, you know, I got to take my daughter on road trips and we do adventures, nice adventures, not these crazy law-breaking adventures. We do nice fun adventures. They're great. You got to love them. You really do. They're, it's a good, good time. But you also, you got to have some crazy adventures. The idea or the thought of a crazy adventure, just because you got to go out and do them, man. You got you to get crazy and have some fun. You know, we were... I was, a, I was a sophomore in college. I, I, my buddy went to Linfield. I was up in Seattle. And we had alternating weeks of spring break. So mine was the second week in March. His was the third week. So we decided to take a week off of school each. We were going to drive down. We were going to stay with his cousin, who was a chef, and her roommate, who was an adult dancer in San Francisco. So we were going to get food. We were going to get entertainment. We were going to be in a cool city. We were going to have fun. 
That's what it was all about. Well, on our way down, we bumped into some other people. They invited us to Mexico. We took a fun adventure and turned it into a two-week-long Mexico great adventure with trust fund kids that kind of paid for everything. It was epic. It was epic on all stages. It was amazing on all fronts. It was great. We had so much fun. Why do you ask? Why do you dare say? Because we did it. Because we went out and did it. I mean, listen, folks, not everything's going to turn out great. Not every Goonies adventure is going to be a ship with, with treasure and new friends and makeouts and everything else going crazy. That, that's not all going to happen at the same time. It's just not. It can't. But you got to mix your little adventures with your big adventures. You got to have little adventures, you can have big adventures. You got to have bad adventures, you can have great adventures. You have to have it all. But the important note in all of this is quite simple. Adventure. Absolute adventure. You have to understand and know the fact that it's all an adventure. The good and the bad. The 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 the, the wins and the losses. Right? They, they, they start to lay out who you are, and you're like, oh, I've never had an adventure. I'm going to call it bullshit. You've all had adventures. We've all had them great, right? Some of us are celebrating those adventures right now in Kazakhstan. Others are celebrating those, uh, those adventures in, in Ireland and, and, and Syria and Afghanistan and uh, Brazil. I'm just I'm listing off countries where we're listing, right? Australia, uh, Philippines. This stuff all happens, folks. It all happens. But in all of it happening, you just go get it, man. And they don't have to be grandiose. You don't have to find gold or, or a pirate, you know, one-eyed willy. You don't have to find any of that stuff. There's a great sexual innuendo joke there, but we're going to leave it alone. You don't have to. Instead, what you have to do is just go make your own. Because your little adventure may be someone's greatest adventure. And their greatest adventure might be something that, that, that no one could possibly imagine. The thing that you get caught up in is you see the world through your, your vantage point, through your lens, through what's happening with you. You don't realize other people are seeing you and think you're a mythical character doing things that has never been done before. I mean, you're in the caves. You're doing the clues. You're setting people free. You're exploring. You're looking for the treasure. You're changing life step by step. In the great words of the song that, that is the theme of Fletch, bit by bit, one way or another, you're doing it. But don't get caught up in you doing it as much as just, you know, in trying to compare it to someone else's. Know that what you're doing is great. It's going to stay great. It's going to be great. It's going to have a lot of fun. And the reason being, super simple. Because it's yours. And then the story you share with it, yeah, there's going to be hyperbole and there's going to be moments missed. And there's going to be things that are happening that you're going to you're going to regret and love and you're going to want to elaborate on and elaborate. That's the point of the story. That's the point of the adventure. I think Lewis and Clark didn't elaborate on shit. Get the fuck out of here. First of all, they're seeing stuff they've never seen before. A, they've got to elaborate. They've got to live in a world of hyperbole. B, at the end of the day, they do. Took a long fucking walk. And they found shit that already existed. I found something that somebody else already found. I'm amazing. Fuck you. They didn't do shit. Stop your nonsense. All right? Lewis and Clark. You know what I forgot? Owen Wilson's in the movie Anaconda. Mm-hmm. 
that's where you say whoa in the Owen Wilson voice. <laughs> we need to whoa. Wow. Yeah. And he's looking at he's looking at what now is a haircut you could only find at an Applebee's by a woman complaining about the riblets. Okay. <laughs> this is just how it works. You're like, what movie are you watching now? Because Owen Wilson's not in Goonies. And those haircuts didn't exist during Goonies. Well, let me tell you, folks. When you're in the great dive bar and lounge. The great thing is, is there's three other movies playing. We have Goonies, which is awesome. We have, you know, that we're about to get to our makeout scene, which is fantastic. I mean, Goonies has the great Bangs haircut. I'm thinking about getting Bangs. I think that'd be nice. Then I could maybe I could own the Raiders if I had Bangs. I think that'd be. I don't know, who the fuck? Can we talk about this real quick? The Ra the owner of the Raiders. Where does he get his haircuts? And who keeps cutting his hair that way? I mean, he gets up every morning, he does his hair, and he's like, couldn't look better. Yeah, let's do this, let's hit this day. Let's go tag the day. <laughs> handsome. You know, he just looks at her, he's like, who's a handsome boy? I'm a handsome boy. Who needs a haircut? <coughs> a couple of hair, a little out of line on the top there. You I mean, the people at Supercuts must love having him come in. Because there's no legitimate, real barber out there going, let me give you the bang. I'm sorry, what? The bang. It's it's like a bowl cut, but we're kind of cool and you're rich, so we're going to call it bang. Because I know how you bang chicks. You're awesome, bro. Right? You own a football team in Vegas. You're just surrounded by strippers and money-hungry people and people who have lost their life savings to come cry at a football game, and you're like, oh, they're so sad, the Raiders lost. No, they just lost their 401k on blackjack, you fuck. No one cares the Raiders lost. What's wrong with you, dicky-do? Only thing worse than, you know what they should do? If you're in Vegas and you lose your 401k, you or you lose your you lose all your money on a bet with the Raiders, you have to get his haircut. Yeah. <laughs> that should be a fantasy football thing. I would like that trend to start. Fantasy football, here you go. We're gonna do it. If you lose your fantasy football thing, if you're, the, if you're in last place, you lose, you have to get the Raiders owner's haircut. Your hair will grow back. His might not, I think his is all fake. I think he got this look and he's like fucking old now. He's like, this is gonna come back. Sir, let me tell you something right now. I'm gonna be real clear and honest. I get Joe Rogan kind of, here's the, Joe Rogan, 120 million downloads a month on his podcast. A voice for the masses still has not brought the fanny pack back. Still hasn't. The guy who lives on the motto of zero fucks, who wants everyone to give zero fucks, can't bring the fanny pack back. What in the world of everything that's happening do you live in a world where A, you think that hair look, haircut looks good, and B, that someone else is gonna get that haircut besides the kid that you kidnapped, or I don't know, maybe made with a lady, as you wore a mask, preferably a pink gorilla mask, you bought at a magic store in Vegas so that she didn't have to see that fucked up haircut. What's going on? What happened? What did you do? What bet did you lose? What the fuck is going on where you keep that haircut? I mean, there's gotta be a thing in the world where it's like, you can own the Raiders, 
You can have obscene amounts of money. You can do all of these things. However, you have to have this fucked up haircut. Or you're going to have, you know, average amount of money. You'll never own a sports team. You'll have a kid. You'll have a wife. You'll never hurt for anything, but you'll never be quite ahead. Matt, are you doing the haircut and you own the Raiders? Or are you um, doing this bar for the rest of your life? It's a tough one. It's tough. But you've got to keep the haircut. You have to keep the haircut. And you know how shitty the haircut is. Like, in your mind, you always know. You're like, this is the worst haircut of all time. And then you're walking to the supercut. Hey, Pam. Hey, Matt. Here for a gadget little trim, you know. Getting a couple, getting a couple of those wiry bangs, a couple are growing faster than the others. You didn't try to cut it yourself this time, did you? You silly goose. No, 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 no. I would never do that. Not again. <laughs> not after, not after the summer of 2018 when I bought those scissors. Oh man, I got those bangs really short. I should have shaved my head. What was I thinking? Because you can't. All right, you can't. Because you made a deal with the devil. All right, you lost your soul and you lost all sense of fashion. If you came out in a jock strap and a cowboy hat and nipple piercings, I would not find that as shocking as your haircut. This is how bad your haircut is. John Voigt is in Anaconda as well? This is awesome. For a movie that got some shitty, shitty reviews, we have Ice Cube, John Voigt, Owen Wilson, Eric Stoltz, uh, Jennifer, let me show you where clitoris is during the Super Bowl halftime show, Lopez, in case anyone's wondering. And the fact that that halftime show was not sponsored by Maxi Pads. Can we talk about her? Because when she spread her legs, it was like the Maxi Pad had wings and it flew her to the front of the screen. It's like, vagina's bleeding. <laughs> right here. And she's like, this is where the clinics. Who cares about it? Go get inside. That's where the blood comes out. Top, 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 top. Get it. It's amazing. that This is a moment missed. The fact that there's not one person who said at that Super Bowl show, even though they already sold it to Pepsi, the fact that they didn't send that over to one of those maxi pad companies and go, hey, guess what? Get on this. Like, we're going to talk to JLo, $10 million. We're going to send you the rights to this. And then what you do, and here's the top spin. Here's the positive note. You Nellies out there, you celebrate women, girls, young women, wherever they're at. I don't know when you get your period. But you celebrate it, then you're like, slide into your period with confidence like this. And then just slap it. <laughs> Is it an aggressive commercial? Sure, sure. It's a little more male-dominant, male-focused than female. But you've also got a girl in a, in a tampon doing flips off the diving board in the middle of her flip. She's like, I'm confident, and I'm not going to turn this water red. Because I have the most, I don't understand who would swim when you're in your period because doesn't that take all the water in the pool? <laughs> I know bears can smell it, that's dangerous. But then also, I don't, so I don't understand the absorbency. What, I don't understand how, how, how tampon technology works. Tampon technology, playing South by Southwest. <laughs> they're in the maxi pad arena. It's a weird, weird world we live in. But, you could celebrate that. You really could have some fun celebrating it. Because they already have, have you heard of these period parties? Have I talked about this? So girls get their periods. <laughs> From the back, there's a look like, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like this topic at all. Period parties. 
So a young girl gets her period for the first time. Number one, what do they do? They name their period. Jason, Freddie, Mary. I don't know. Can we think of some more formal period names? That, um, Saw, uh, Hellraiser. <laughs> Go down the horror genre and you can come up with your name. I would like it if maybe it was a little more creative. Maybe if you, you know, you you celebrate you celebrated woman woman's like a little more instead of horror around your period. And maybe you call it, you know, someone's gonna get super mad at me, but now it's in my brain and I cannot not say it. And it's February, so I just want to apologize to everyone. But it's in my brain, I have to say it. We just call it the Jane Fonda. Get mad at me all you want. Call the Jane Fonda. Oh, uh, what happened? Oh, Jennifer Anderson's here again. <laughs> Have fun with it at least, all right? I mean, come on, folks. So you gotta so you gotta name it, and then you have a party with your girlfriends to celebrate the fact that you get your period. And you have things like spaghetti with red sauce. Red velvet cake. <laughs> You're like, no, this is very obvious now, Jason. You like to ruin all the foods that I eat. Alright? Virgin Bloody Marys. There are lots of things, because you're also assuming all these girls are virgins, and they should be. I don't marry way. I don't, I don't know. If, yeah, it's just, it's just it's craziness. You have to know. We're going to tell, tell you real quick. Before you, you, I've been reading the Bible. No, no. Yes. No. They kill off their main character, like, <laughs> halfway through. Like, yeah. not good storytelling. Yeah, no, no. That was my big problem with no attention for all men. <laughs> it's like they took notes from the Bible. Like, yeah, yeah. wasn't the number one seller over here? A little too on the nose. A little too on the nose. Hey, and don't be a weird soap opera and try to bring it back, right? Just listen. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Listen, I've watched Guiding Light and Days of Our Lives for a long time. Nothing new to see here. No. Your weak ass, bring him back. You killed off a main character, and you did, you wasted a half of a book foreshadowing to the main character. You're going to kill off with no backstory. Yeah. Oh, is there a kid involved? There is. What does he do? I don't know. Does he work? I don't know. What's he do now? Oh, he's a carpenter. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, yeah. it begs it the question. a beginning and an end. Not so yeah. much of a middle. Not so much of a middle, right? You look at the lack of a middle. Like, all right. Well, what are the funny jokes we can come up with? One, he's a carpenter. He probably built his own cross. Yeah. Two, if he came right. back, he's got holes in his hands, and now we know how he masturbates. So, woo! <laughs> Shots fired. Shots, Shots fired. fired. Oh, that one. Did that go too, too far? Did he use the double bomb? Yeah. This reminds me of, of who, was, who was the whore that he married or didn't marry or... Was at the table with him. Um, Mary? Not Delilah. No. No. There was the. There's the. There's the lady in the in the New Testament. Right, like, yeah. Oh, that's the whore. Just yeah. because she was a woman, she had parts that were different from men. Yeah, she was a whore. She was a whore. Yeah. And, and if you gotta wonder, and she's like, just use your hands. Yeah. And he's like, no. Just use your hands. <laughs> it's the same. It's the same. That might, that joke might have. It might be reaching. I mean, not reaching in the fact that it's not true, but reaching in the fact that it's going to piss a lot of people off. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I think anytime you say that Jesus masturbated, it's one thing. Like, people get mad, I'm like, oh, I don't even know if he used the restroom. 
okay, I'm sure that, you know, and I forget who that really clean comic is. It's like, I bet he had bad boogers. Right, yeah. Okay. That's I bet those weird robes didn't hide boners well. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just, he, he, he's probably a solid four and a half inches. Solid four and a half. Yeah. Solid. So it's like a bump. It's like Michelle yeah. Obama in that dress picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just a bump. bump. Yeah. I like how no one thinks about, they see that Michelle Obama's a man with a dick hair. No one thinks about hair rising up as she's putting the skirt down. It's like your swimsuit when you jump into a hot tub. It all bubbles up in the front. Yeah. You know why? Because air gets in there. Huh? Yeah, boy, you're pushing up. My dick's not this big! <laughs> I farmed in the hot tub. Mark, 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 mark. So, I had a threesome in a hot tub once. Yeah. Hold on, it gets worse. <laughs> so, we're hanging out. I made out this chick. So, the chick's sitting next to me. All of a sudden, I'm touching an area. I'm like, that's not this lady's area, because her area is way over to my left. This girl's way over to my right. So, we all start making out. And then um, my buddy gets lonely. I'm like, oh, don't get it. He on my buddy a little bit. He's getting, it's weird watching him jerk off as all of us are doing that. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so then the other girl is at the corner of the hot tub. And those two get out. I got the girl I was really making out with. And she's like, come here. Well, the hot tub when you stand up is right about waist high. Right. When you're like 18, 19, your boners don't go straight out. They kind of go up like they're trying to crawl into your belly button. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't I know. I don't know how to go see her because it's, it's weird too that in my brain I'm not thinking she knows I have a boner. Right. I'm thinking she's never seen one of these before. <laughs> what could possibly happen? So do I do a weird crab walk over? Do I breaststroke over? Or do I stand up and part the waters of a boner over, right? So I choose breaststroke. Nice. Gentlemen, don't scare her with a boner like a shark fin cutting through the wall. <laughs> Guess who's getting laid tonight? Not you. I guess not. I'll put him away. So we're making out. Kissing's passionate. She's grabbing my chest and my face and my hair. I'm like, this is nice. And then and I'm on the kind of like tiptoes. She's sitting down in water. You're kind of buoyant. You're balancing. And then she grabs my throat and she throws my head in her wall. Well, on my tiptoes, my feet slip. And now my feet are by her ears. My head's underwater, she's got one hand around my throat, and then she's trying to put the other hand, not probably whole hand, finger, in my bum. And I'm yelling no, but I've got the bubbles on in the hot tub, so all she sees is and she's like, I know, the bubbles are great! And I'm like, this is how I die. I die, screaming, I die, in a Me Too moment where I'm yelling no, but because of my affinity for hot tub bubbles, she'll never find out, and this is how I die. And she, she pulls me up, she's like, wasn't that amazing? And I'm just like, I love hot tub so much. And, like, oh! and she goes to push me down again, I'm like, maybe not. Let's go inside. She's like, sure. So we go inside, and got the other girl there, and we're all making out, we're having a good time, and flips me over and making out this chick and I'm on my stomach and she's laying down next to me and the other the girl who tried to drown me and shove her finger in my butt is going down my back and all of a sudden she's at my butt and she's just like and I clench up and I look back and there's oxygen in the stomach so I feel a little safer and she's just like trust me and I'm like I shit four times a day I don't even trust that asshole back there what could possibly go wrong? A lot. 
He gets in there. God knows why. This is before, by the way, folks, 1993-94. Grooming the area is Playboy bleaching some girl's pussy hair blonde. Right? I mean, there's no yeah. grooming. Like, that's hair down there. That's where hair grows. Yeah. No one's shaving it, trimming it. People are curling it. They're drawing designs in it. But it's, it's, it's there. It's a lot to take in. Comes back up and wants a kiss. Well, I think I've already told you shit four times a day. Right. No grooming going on. No. You can kiss her. You can give her a pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> okay? I'm not. I'm not she's not playing. That <laughs> <laughs> right over there. You met Sally. She is nice. So we end up, you know, messing around, having a good time, and then, you know, everyone's time to leave, get out of my house, time to go. God knows, my parents are coming home tomorrow. It's four in the morning, and I've still got to clean this place, fish and panties out of the fucking hot tub. I have a serious talk about talking about slipping at the bottom of the floor is that I almost died. She's standing there. I'm like, all right, goodbye. Okay. See you later. Bye bye. Gotta go. Okay. No, it's seriously, you gotta. Leaning up with a kiss. There's still fresh butthole licks in my mind. I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm giving you a kiss goodnight. Hard left turn. You know I'm a fucking witch. First of all, these are the things we bring up before you enter my home. Because right. you're like fucking Dracula to me. Now I've already invited in. You gotta come yeah. in and start boiling rabbits. Now you're gonna start doing shit on fire. He's gonna go crazy. It's like, yeah, put a spell on you. I'm loving where this is gonna go. Could it be a spell where I don't like to eat anymore? So like, nope. Could it be a spell where I like to drink a lot more? Nope. I'm gonna fucking wreck you. I'm like, that's not, this is aggressive. Maybe a kiss on the cheek. You're not right on the lips. You know, tongue. Forehead, neck. I'm down to almost kiss your butt, not even knowing your shit schedule. So I like to taste my own butt in your mouth. Right. Whatever we have to do to get past it, there's no spell, but I also don't taste my own asshole. I think these are good things. Because guess what? We know for a fact that men have tried and Ron Jeremy succeeded in sucking his own dick, and there's not, it's weird, but you're like, eh, I can see where you could go with that. No one's looking to lick their own asshole. Yeah. No. All right, there's not one where if I remove one more rib and during soy sole, I can lick my own asshole. No. All right, you get on all fours. You're like, there's the scrum. If you want to milk the cow while you do it, go right ahead. This would be great for me. Sorry, you're in your period. This is how butthole licking works. And then she goes to the dentist. Like, you got awful breath. Really nice, low tartar. Good for you. Put brown flex in here. Did you have some quinoa for breakfast? Yeah, She's yeah. like, sure. Yeah, Whatever. Those are, th these are the times when butthole play is okay. This is when you do it. You don't come back at someone and be like, hey, taste your own assholes. Because yeah, no one wants to. Yeah. All right? No one Girls, I've seen it all the time on the adult videos. They touch themselves like, oh, this is amazing. You should put this on salad. A little yeah. vinaigrette. You're out. You're gonna start eating more greens. Yeah. No one fingers their butthole, walks by, the, the pate and goes, there you go. Have a little of that on your pate and see how it tastes. Okay, no, it doesn't happen. You know what? Because it's a dark, dirty little butthole secret. Sure, it feels good. But then go wash your mouth out with a gallon of Listerine. Go see a dentist. Then wait a week and we'll think about kissing. 
It's like waking up first thing in the morning after after going to some Italian joint. You're like, give me a kiss. No. Power wash your fucking mouth. You ate so much garlic, you stink. I'm sure you don't smell it, but the person next to you does. You want to make out. It's like it's why there's always doggy style in the morning sex. Because your breath is awful. As you get older, your body dies. It really starts to die in the morning. You're just covering up the smell of it. Toothpaste, Listerine, scope does one thing. It covers up the, the way your body's decomposing in front of people at the time. You're like, oh, well you got gray hair. Yeah, well, guess what the smell of gray hair is? The smell of gray hair is my breath in the morning. Okay, my body dying. Wanna kiss me? No, I don't. No, I wanna roll over on my side. I'd rather you lick my lower back and jerk me off than try to make out with me through morning. This is science, folks. And for all you guys who are like, my lady doesn't mind, she doesn't mind because she's held captive. All right? What you forgot to do is take the handcuffs off and not drug her that morning before you try to make out with her and fuck her. Okay? Seriously, brush your teeth. Just make a little effort. Or if you're not going to brush your teeth, then go ahead and lick that bum hole because it all stinks anyways. You got to brush your teeth afterwards anyways. Yeah. You know? It's, just, it's fine, but folks, seriously. Be a little more adult about this whole situation. If you look someone's butt, don't ask for a kiss. Yeah. This is common courtesy. Yeah. And if you get pink eye, send me the bill. I'll pay it. I thought you'd be pink eye. You know, because I thought it was funny because I was super high and you're looking around my butt. And I thought, <laughs> listen, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. As long as you get the proper eye drops and that person pays for it. It's all, listen, everyone laughed. You know why? Because it's funny. Yes, I, I'm not the one who got farted on. I get it. Same time, I'm not the one licking butts. I get that too, all right? So with every job, there's a danger. There's also a reward, all right? Underground welders, super dangerous job. Great insurance programs, because they could blow up, right? What happens? Wife, kid, got a couple million bucks. Well, it's horrible dad died. Guess what's not horrible? Mom drives a Range Rover, kid goes to private school, and they don't have to work again, right? These are, these are real things. So, you know, take your poison, take your rewards. Okay? Your reward for butthole licking, you made someone feel good for 10, 15 minutes. If you can say that little Probably two minutes. I don't know how long you make butthole Two. Two? Yeah. It's a standard two. You're like, two, yeah. Could you imagine? Alexa, set a timer. Two minutes. Two minutes. I'm going to beat some butthole. Boop, 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 boop. Alexa, stop timer. Your turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love did you, did you kiss the witch? No, I couldn't kiss the witch. Yeah. I don't know if that spell's kicked in yet. But <laughs> yeah, there was another gal. She's playing a long time. She's playing a long time. There was another gal. I, I, I kind of felt bad. Well, I didn't feel bad. People don't understand certain things. You guys understand better, bartenders, you see and experience so much of, of humanity. That is great and amazing and also at a loss for words where you're like, oh, okay, sure. that makes sense. Sure, yeah, Jean-Claude Van pussy. You're like, okay. Anyways, um, you're still the man who asked me to help you with a zipper in the bathroom? Uh-huh, okay. Sure you can be like, yep, 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 no problem. Okay, good for you, sir. Uh, not helping with your zipper anymore. You had a boner. <laughs> Just wanted a hand job. You're a pervert. But no, seriously, I mean, you gotta. You, it's one of those weird things where it's like you, you get these insights into people and into things. And you get these little nuances, these crevices of life, and you gotta go. All right, let me 
pull out what I need, let me put the other shit away. And people come in with these preconceived notions of, I'm gonna do this one. Okay, well, let me tell you something. You have a thing you wanna do, you have an idea you wanna do, anything where you're like, yep, I'm changing the world. Go talk to a bartender first. Because one, bartenders are everything. So A, if you shock them if they ever heard it before, go to another bar, and they go to another bar. You have three bartenders that have never heard it before, go do that business right now. You're not Pasco, you're not the $200, you go do it. Two, then get into the nuance of it and find out where they're gonna tell you your thoughts, it's already been done, they've seen it nine times, they've got a text message from the regular on it, whatever it may be. Still, no one's been my idea, we're gonna do this in the toes on it. Will he go? We gotta do yes. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta, I now have 100,000 Southwest miles. We can bang out some good one-way trips if you know, want to get away $69. Yeah. We can do 12 episodes, easy. Yeah. Well, right? Well, I need 12. And I thought of the other day because, so I was in John Wayne Airport, I'm sitting down, this beautiful woman's at the corner. Dudes are buying her drinks. And she's like, sure, uh-huh, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, He's getting active. This is the perfect, will he go? This lady is sitting at the corner of a bar and she has two dudes on each side blanking her. Now she left first and then those guys just sat around in a jerk off sesh talking about how they were gonna go. <laughs> yeah. Tell you what, if she was she was coming to Cleveland. <laughs> oh, oh, let me kalachi this one real quick, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, I think you can drink here. Wait till you get to that Cleveland there. I'll get you. Guess what else is gonna get you? That's right, the old one-eyed willy. Shout out, Denny's. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's just that's the sh that that is what was that show? Cheaters. That is the new evolution of cheaters. Yeah. Because now for business, right? We travel more and more. What if we call? If we did this show, I bet we could shoot it in a week. Now Austin Bergstrom International is going to get a little weird with us walking in twice a day. Yeah. Just get on a plane. Yeah. We're going to get flagged by TSA for sure. Right, but we do six days, two shoots, morning, evening, right? So we get those two travelers. Yeah. Busiest times. Yeah. Boom, six days, 12 episodes, 12 months. Got to set the website where you have to bet will he go or not. Yeah. Then you see the odds. Oh, he left. Oh, he stayed. And then you get to wa finish watching the video. I'm not doing YouTube. Sorry. Fuck you, YouTube. Can't be on there because I can't set it up that way. People can jump ahead, do all right. sorts of shit. But. Do all of that, all done. It's fun, and then it's like it's like cheating. That's better because the guy didn't get cheat. In fact, we've highlighted your cheating natures. A, B, we haven't allowed you to cheat, and C, we've let you know your weaknesses and how you can become better. Yeah. Tell me. It's a win, for sure. Two or 12 episodes, yeah. get them knocked out. You need a pretty girl. Pretty girl? Yeah. Uh, two remote cameras, and we need a remote mic hooked up to it. That can be said. And you can Will walk. He go? What's that? Will he go? Will he, he go? go? Penthouse Forum tells me he's going to He's going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if he's you, going. back in the day when um, you couldn't, not that you couldn't, but back in the day when the written word was more powerful than the photograph, Penthouse Forum had a niche. 
of just a book of stories of men, of pizza boys, of car washers, men just trying to get to drive home, and women wanting cash. Yeah. Lots of cash. Lots of Lots of just good cock, bad, just cock. Yeah. She had nothing but cock. <laughs> they wanted it bad. Got into this new era with this Me Too and women's lib. They don't want cock as bad anymore. Not bad. When Larry Flint wheeled around, hustler. I would say cock was king. It was king. Folks, you're following along at home. You will notice that the treasure has been found. The town has been saved. The makeouts have happened. <laughs> Chunk has a new friend. The, fan, the, the evil mom and the two brothers are back in jail to only probably escape again. The fact that into a Goonies 2 blows my fucking mind. You think about all of the sequels out there. I'd like an adult. You know what they should do? They should just do Goonies 2 now. Bring back all the old crew. Oh, yeah. But this time, that old mean bitch just haunts him. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's like, there was one more treasure! You found the little treasure! And then they gotta go back and find it again. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Go ahead, steal that one, Hollywood. Alright, the young man gets, um, gets a nod for his kisses. Josh Brolin is wondering still how he's gonna beat Deadpool, but he doesn't care. <laughs> Folks, this is a win. And more importantly, this, this movie if anything, especially if you've seen it, this is the movie you put on, and just like today, you start telling stories. You just gotta tell your stories. You gotta tell fun stories, real stories, fake. You gotta tell stories, because this is what it's about. Life, in and of itself, is an adventure. And you might think, and like I said earlier, you might think your life's boring, it's not. Your boring life is someone's epic life. Or your boring life is a life that just, you haven't decided to take a risk yet. It's still someone else's epic life, trust me. Your most boring life of getting on your iPhone in the morning and jerking off to tribe pictures? Let me tell you this right now. You go down, you go out by the Indian Ocean to that weird fucking tribe that, that killed the Christian missionary that, that eats bull. It was like, hey guys, have you heard of that? Nope, they haven't, Bob, and you're dead now. They've heard of what your asshole tastes like. They haven't heard of Jesus. You send them an iPhone with only the chive on it? Let me tell you, you start telling them stories about what that fucking phone can do, you're a goddamn wizard, all right? You've lived the most miraculous life ever known to man. They're still going to kill you and eat you, but you've lived a miraculous life. So don't think your life is boring. Don't sell yourself short on those things. And instead, celebrate them. And that guy should put a shirt on for sure. It's a little oily outside. Hey, bro, you're a little oily and greasy on Anaconda here. John Boyd's licking a peach like he's going to go down on Jennifer Lopez. And so he's like, you like how I do this peach? Ah, I get the juices all down my arm. Mmm, look at the way I use my tongue. He's like, it's like, that's where J-Lo got her inspiration for Shakira. Anaconda. Okay, he's like, hey, Shakira, can you do this with a mango with your tongue? Fuck off. No, you can't. Now I've got to do Anaconda. Jennifer Lopez, the greatest star with, I don't want to, I've never seen him. But let, let, let's put it this way. Jennifer Lopez is an amazing star with the way it looks in this shot, below average breasts. It looks like your breasts are a little underdeveloped. They might fight and go to the left armpit, right armpit, right? But that booty, people are like, well, who's that booty? Good. Yeah. Yeah, do it. She's from the block. John Boyd's not from the block. He's from Ponytailville. John, this movie, Anaconda, and we're done, but this movie, Anaconda here, the movie's done, I should say, I'm not done. The movie, Anaconda, let's be honest. John Voight 
looks like what Steven Seagal wished he looked like today. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you had an old John Boyd and you put some fucked up sunglasses on and put him in Russia. Steven Seagal wanted to be that. Yeah. Somehow, Steven Seagal started retaining water and just licking salt blocks. And um, now, uh, well, he looks like a crazy fat Russian. And Owen Wilson's the guy you trust with wet dynamite. This is an amazing world we live in, folks. And there's John. There's there's our boy guy with his cargo pants. Just getting ready to blow some shit up. Once again, licking guava, just, just like Shakira should. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So with all that said, folks, this is Talking During Movies. We are at Dive Bar. You should come down and have a cocktail. Most importantly, you're having that cocktail. Check out the movies. Talk about them. Have some fun. Make fun of them. No one is going to sit in this bar and be like, oh, I'm sorry, but I didn't get the Academy. This is not Uncut Gems. All right? Listen, no one's going to fight you on the fact that, like, I can't believe the fact Owen Wilson didn't get best support. You know what? You're making fun. Fuck you. Step outside. Shit doesn't happen here. This is an amazing bar. Drink specials all day long. Follow him at Dive Bar Austin uh, on Instagram. You know, the drink specials every day. Get here, have some fun, watch some movies, talk some shit, laugh out loud. That's the most important thing. And outside of that, folks, when you're done with all that stuff, when you come back home on your little phone, your tablet, your home computer, you hit play again and you listen right now dirty, rotten scandals, you filthy animals, to my daughter singing about the first time she took a shit. Love you guys.